0: This is the AppGuy Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Kemp, and I wanted to invite you to a live webinar that's taking place on Wednesday. It starts at 4 p.m. UK time, 11 a.m. EST time, uh, 10 a.m. Central time, 8 a.m. Pacific time, and it's a webinar about how to network. I'm really going to reveal something I've been working on for some time now with regards to a done-for-you a networking service through podcasting. It's really interesting. I don't think there's anything like it elsewhere in the world. And uh, so I just wanted to uh, invite you to that, to webinar. So that's uh, Wednesday, 4 p.m. UK, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Just go to uh, theappguy.co forward slash webinar. That's all lowercase, theappguy.co forward slash webinar. Uh, where you can register for the event and watch it live on my website thanks a lot and enjoy the show so steve richardson you had a few thoughts you were just on on the interview there uh paul yeah i just wanted to say thank you it's, it's been such an enjoyable experience to, to be on your show i really enjoy the way the comfortable way that you conduct an interview and Uh, just how easy the flow was and so i really appreciate the opportunity to be on the show and i really do look forward to being back to discuss uh, advances of where we're going
1: the app guy podcast straight from your host paul the app guy sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment and now paul the app guy
0: yeah, welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast, uh, I am your host and let me get straight into today's episode because we've got a really inspiring story to share, um, you know, as you're listening as an indie app developer, entrepreneur, business owner, you're going to take great inspiration from this next guest. He's got an amazing story and he's achieved a lot in his life and he's still continuing to achieve. Um, so let me introduce uh, Gerard Sessler, who is um, To all of you, you may be familiar with him. He is uh, an ex-NASCAR. His story is just so amazing. I've I've been reading his um, bio, and uh, he told his mum at the age of four that he wanted to be a NASCAR driver, and that came into a reality at, uh, in, the, in 1998. So, um, but he is also now the founder and CEO, CEO of Home Task, which is a multi-brand service and focused franchise. Gerard, welcome to the App Guy Podcast.
1: Thanks for Paul, thanks to all the listeners.
0: Yeah, no, thank you for joining us. I mean, we've got to get stuck straight in and, and hear this story from the point uh, where you said to your mum, "You're only four and you wanted to be a NASCAR driver and then you realized your dream." How did that feel?
1: That's pretty amazing. Uh, I think that, you know, we spend a lot of our lives dreaming about things and uh, especially in our younger years. And then as we get a little bit older, it seems like uh, the reality of life takes over instead of our dreams taking over. And we spend a good bit of our lives uh, sort of walking the well-traveled path of the people that are in front of us and around us instead of really thinking about like well what is it that I want to do to actually make my dreams happen and and I'll just tell you a brief little uh, story that has uh, come to mind for me over the years and I think that as we're kids we have these dreams and ideas and aspirations and they're oftentimes way bigger than you know what's ever likely but not so much because it isn't really likely because we live in a culture that tells us that it isn't possible and so we fill up this shoebox of dreams and ideas throughout our childhood. And, you know, we get a little bit older and we, we get to the point where it's time to move out of mom and dad's house. And so, you know, we, we, we uh, probably keep that shoebox there because it's safe and we don't have anywhere to put it anyways, except for maybe a storage unit or something. And and so, you know, maybe we go off to college or maybe we uh, go in the military or do whatever. And eventually we go back to mom and dad's house and we grab all of our stuff, including that shoebox of dreams that, uh, are for the most part unfulfilled, but we, it still means enough to us, and a lot of those dreams have not changed. That we want to make sure we take them with us, and then we take them, and we we get our first house, and we take those dream that shoebox, and we put it up on our our mantle above our fireplace to look at. But we still continue to sort of live the oftentimes drudgery that you know our our uh, day-to-day lives entail. And until we get to a certain age where we realize, man, life is really passing us by and I'm honestly not doing anything about those dreams other than having them. And, you know, the truth is, is that, you know, I think that it's, it's time for us to open that shoe box and I think that people should keep the lid off of it and they should be making progress on things, you know, even if, if it's something that you need to do part time or in the evenings or weekends or whatever, you know. If you want to learn how to play the piano, then just spend 20 minutes a day doing it. If you want to uh, aspire to change your career or change uh, or invent something or change the world or do whatever, then just you know consistently spend a few minutes every day working towards that. And it's amazing what you can accomplish when you put your mind to it and you believe that it's possible. Uh, what I've seen happen is, is is I've been able to accomplish lots of things that other people said was impossible.
0: I'd love to get stuck in with that because this is the App Guy podcast. We love sort of bringing this back to apps. And uh, I'm personally seeing like, the most creative time I've ever seen with regards to putting our dreams online and getting support from uh, others and in, in groups and communities through apps. And I'm thinking of a startup called Everest, which uh, enables us to put our dreams on to uh, that app. And uh, really try to achieve them, and there's some beautiful, uh, you know, dreams on there. I put my dream on to run a podcast that, that attracts fifty thousand downloads, and um, you know, I got support from uh, different people on there. So it's wonderful that we can hear you talking about dreams. Uh, how did you then uh, pivot your uh, own life and and set up this? Um, home task, which is, you're the CEO and founder of that. Uh, tell us about that, time.
1: Yeah, I'll just, uh, first, before I answer that, let's say I, I would very much encourage the use of an app like uh, My Everest or, or, you know, something like that. That just seems amazing. I had actually not heard of that app, but that, you know, those types of things are wonderful and uh, they challenge us and remind us. And the whole idea of taking our, because our, to me, life is all about a series of interactions, and so how do we take those interactions and those activities and different things and, and bring them into a digital world and, and allow us to interact with people in ways that maybe we never have before? And even enhancing our, our really core relationships like our immediate family and, and our good friends and things like that. How do we uh, more thoroughly and completely integrate ourselves with the, the lives of the people that are around us and how can technology help us do that? And then beyond that, you know, how can we just get stuff done with apps that take, honestly are just taking up our lives? Like maybe there's, you know, there's so many things out there that just help us to, you know, be more uh, efficient so that we have more free times to do the things that we really enjoy.
0: Yeah, because look at what we're doing now. I mean, you, you know, you're in the US, I'm in the UK. We're doing a podcast that goes out around the world. We have listeners in Thailand, Bali, Hong Kong, uh, all around the world. And uh, all we need is just an internet connection and a microphone. And so, yeah. it, I mean, what sort of dreams? I, there's, I love to, just to really focus on dreams because people listening do have dreams. I have dreams. And w- what sort of dreams uh, are people sharing with you? Uh, are they have they changed over the years do people aspire to different things now than perhaps they used to do back, back in the 80s and 90s yeah
1: i think the face of them is different but i think ultimately the core is probably still the same i mean people want to be successful in their lives they want to be well connected they want to have good relationships they want to be happy they want to live out joy in their in their daily lives they want to be successful they want to be notable they want they want their name on Wikipedia. They want, you know, they want to be uh, people of uh, that go down as somebody who made a difference in the world and didn't just absorb and and um, you know use the resources that are available to them. People want to, they want to experience financial success and and they want to have financial freedom. Uh, I think because of the perceived happiness that comes with that. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess there are certain eras as I study history and my kids are looking back through, uh, the dark ages and, and, uh, you know, all sorts of different periods and in, in the existence of the world. Um, I imagine that, uh, there has been some pretty significant changes. Um, but I would say ultimately the things that make people happy today are the things that always have made people happy. I just, my, my guess is that I feel like we're probably a bit shallow, more shallow in our thinking now than maybe in any other time. And and I think that's likely because things are, are so easy for most people today.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. Life is uh, slightly easier than it used to be. And uh, we've had people on the show, founders of... Uh Apps where they have spent years developing the app and release the app, and uh, then people are complaining that it doesn't do this or doesn't do that. And uh, we're so spoiled with all this stuff that we're getting access to, and most of it for free on the internet. And uh, uh, how are you tapping into, um, you know, the the whole uh, internet and uh, the, the business? Perhaps you can just tell us about uh, Home Task and and what that can do for perhaps people listening.
1: Yeah, so it's uh, Home Task uh, is is. For home tasks, and uh, that's T A S K. Home task, and you know, we all have tasks that we need to get done at home. We all have things that we need to to knock out. And to be honest, most of them fall into that category of stuff that doesn't really add a lot of value to our lives. It's just stuff that needs to get done. The house needs to be cleaned and painted, and the mo- the yard needs to be mowed, and and uh, you know, the trash needs to be taken out, and um, you know the roof needs to be replaced, and and uh, you know rooms need to be added if if we're expanding our family, and you know different different things like that. And so, uh, how do we get my my vision really for for Home Task was uh, multifold in that you know we're a franchise concept, so we franchise our brands across the world, and. Uh what, what, we, what we started with was a service-based concept called Yellow Van Handyman, which is a professional handyman franchise, and we help people who are really skilled with their hands to be able to operate good businesses, and we support them in their efforts to do that. And that sort of expanded into building this website called HomeTask.com and also launching multiple other brands, acquiring some other brands, and partnering with some other brands that we don't own. Uh, to deliver a solution through the internet through our website where consumers could uh, log in and manage all their services in one place and um, you know be able to rate and pin and share their providers and their experiences and you know all that kinda of thing to make service easy so it just makes it one spot uh, easy to make sure that you get somebody that's trusted because you're, you know you trust the overall system that you're getting it through um, and then we're, you know, so we're tapping the Internet largely for our customer support and our interaction. And, you know, we're using social media to communicate with our members and to attract new members to the system. Uh, and then we also are uh, adventuring down the path of building an app, which is going to be amazing, uh, which people will be able to manage their services from their right from their uh, mobile device.
0: And can you tell us the name of the app yet? Have you, have you uh, thought of a name? I guess it's in... Um launch phase.
1: not sure it'll it, it'll probably be the home task app uh but we may we may give it a, a different name or something that uh if we think of something or or uh you know that that communicates it better but the interesting thing about it is is it's not going to be a sales tool it's going to be uh really built from the standpoint of the consumer so the members who need service what do they need what types of management tools that they need to be able to make sure that the trash gets taken out on time and the in the yard gets mowed and and you know the dog poop gets picked up and you know <laughs> all these different different things uh, because so we'll be able basically within the app they'll 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 be able to list all the different tasks of different things that need to get done you know the the furnace filters need to be changed and the uh, you know, the, the dust bin needs to be cleaned out in the dryer and, you know, all these different tasks that need to happen around the house. But the fact is, is they may have their own resources to do that. They may have, uh, a son or a daughter, or they, they may do it themselves or, um, they may assign that task to, uh, you know, someone that, that lives there, or they might pick from, uh, a professional an outside professional that's going to come in and, and uh, help take care of the task for them.
0: So, Ger- Gerard, it'll be really interesting. We're, we're a bunch of app developers, and to hear your view on uh, someone who's building an app, I'm, I'm guessing you've got a team behind you or you're perhaps uh, outsourcing that as well to uh, a company or developers. What What's the experience like for you going through that and building it You know, compared to the the project of building a website how, how has it been for you has it been uh, a good experience or frustrating in, in getting an app built
1: um well it's really interesting uh we don't know that much about it i'd say i am really good at the architecture piece for web applications that's kind of my background and i'm a process engineer and so i get that part of it i'm not i don't really understand the development as much we do have developers on staff but we're not going to develop our own app. We're just in the architecture stage, and so we are we haven't even picked a um, a vendor to, you know, an app developer to build it for us, but we are not going to try to do it in-house because I just feel like it's, it's a core competency that r- is going to require us to go and get someone else who really understands the space and who's built lots of apps, and they'll be, you know, 60% of the way ahead of us trying to think about, all of those different requirements and then we'll end up with this clunky funky solution that nobody really liked because it's so difficult to use versus you know if you go to a an app developer who's got a bunch of apps out there and they've already developed some apps and some people have already paid for them to learn you know uh, what some of those different development tools are then then uh, so, so I would say you know we're doing most of the architecture internally and and we're having some regular meetings on sort of defining and documenting that but we're gonna hand it over to, to you know to to somebody who's got some app experience, and maybe you have some suggestions. We don't really know. Um, you know, we'll probably go out to like a group source solution or do something to to make some introductions or or maybe talk to somebody like you who can help. You know, point us in the right direction of of a of a, a good app developer that can do it for us.
0: You're talking to a load of uh, app developers, you may get a a few emails following this uh, episode. And, uh, you know, it's really challenging. I mean, maybe we need uh, more of a a review process for picking an app developer because it can be something that is an enjoyable experience or something that's really hard. One one thing I was thinking of is uh, in terms of building the architecture, there's some apps that come to mind that may be good to look at for inspiration. Uh, We had the founder on for Square One Mail. That's Square One Mail. Uh, It's a beautiful looking app. Uh, I've started using it for my mail and um it's it's very well organized uh, i'm just thinking in terms of the experience of um putting different tasks into different uh uh content components and and just managing the whole thing that that might be good to have yeah a look i'll at.
1: i'll take a look at that for sure and yeah and i i'm certainly not uh, you know i think i think the thing is is you know for the app developers out there that are listening you know it's hopefully they're they're throwing their hands in the air saying yes we agree you know Know, regular web developers should not be trying to build these apps from scratch without a lot of guidance um, but you know for other people like me who are wanting to get apps built uh, I think that the selection process is an important thing that is a bit of an unknown and I mean I know quite a bit about development and I know a lot about architecture but it is a challenge I mean you know for us looking out into the market space like okay well what app developers do we choose but I think it ultimately comes down to kind of the same thing as a lot of other buying uh, decisions that we make in life. You know, we talk to people we know and we look online and we see who's got good reviews and and if somebody sends a proposal then we're certainly gonna look at the apps that they've built and see if they're uh, if there's something even remotely close from a you know usability and function standpoint that of something that we like and, you know, those kinds of things. And so I think the biggest thing is it's just going to be time-consuming to to go through and find uh, someone that fits that uh, fits that you know what it is that we want. Is I don't think it's so much that we want a particular app developer. We just want to make sure whoever we do sign with, we have a good experience. And I think that's to your point.
0: Very useful to obviously have a good experience. I was thinking about companies like Nest who have. Um, built a really successful brand. I mean, Google bought them out, um, uh, I think, last year, and uh, they are um, almost like a home-based uh, company. Uh, with and their big success was the use of iPhones, the use of iPhones to uh, manage the uh, the gadgets in inside the house, like the smoke alarm and uh, and the thermostats and various things. So, I think there's going to be a huge um, opportunity set for you uh, when you release the app to. Um, you know, to make it really usable and, uh, and really beneficial for uh, smartphone users.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. We're looking forward to that. And uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to make all that happen sometime uh, this year. So, what
0: other things uh, apart from the app uh, are you getting really excited about in terms of your business? What's really uh, motivating you right now?
1: Well, it's uh, it's growth mode. I mean, uh, economically, we've been seeing increases here for about the last eighteen months, and uh, from you know an outlook standpoint, it looks like the next six years are going to be pretty good as far as growth and uh, you know the economy and stuff like that. And so. I'm I'm excited about that. You know, we're one of our biggest growth mechanisms is licensing franchises in all of our brands, and uh, you know those can be found at hometask.com. And we are, you know, we're doing that. We're getting lots of leads and people who want to be a part of the company. And and I think the fact that you know we've weathered the worst recession that you know anybody alive today has probably experienced, and we still you know we still have uh, pretty much all of our franchise owners and you know, while a lot of systems uh, like ours, you know, were devastated, they might have lost half of their franchise owners during the recession. And so I feel really good about that. And I feel like we have a great support team. You know, we are um, honestly just trusting God every day with our growth and our, our outlook and our vision for what we're trying to do and what we're trying to build. And ultimately, we're we're much more interested in building people than we are building, you know, success in any other, any other areas. We want we want our you know, our franchise partners to be successful, to have good, stable lives, to make decent money. We want our members that are using our services to have peace in their life and their home because their services are taken care of by a trusted resource. And, you know, if we can accomplish those two things, then we we all get what we want too, which is, you know, pretty much the exact same thing. And and I'll say that, you know, the uh, the apps and the tools and all the different things that are coming about are just making making that so much easier. Um, I think just to sort of change the subject a little bit, but a little plug for another company that uh, I just this last week have just been amazed by is a, a little company called Synology, and they make a um, an NAS uh, network attached storage device, and. I'm, we're just blown away. We we bought one of the devices and we're using it in our company, and we're using that along with the Google Docs and uh, different things to sort of replace the old-fashioned share drive that we used to have on site. And this Synology thing is ridiculous. I cannot believe how well thought out it is, and how how much they've um, you know really built into that system in terms of support uh, for something. I mean, it's almost like there was somebody walking ten steps ahead of you, knowing. Where, what direction you were headed, and they were preparing the way for you. It's just, and, and that's, I mean, I think ultimately that's what we want, and that's what we, we sort of expect with these apps and different things nowadays. Uh, we really want, we want to know that somebody sat in our shoes before, before they went off and built this thing that, you know, was really cool. And I've done the same thing in some of our businesses, and I have experience doing the opposite, where I did something that I thought was really cool and no one else really cared about, so...
0: Right, are you are you international? Um, Yeah, do you offer this overseas?
1: Yeah, well, actually, we're in just the U.S. and Canada now, but um, we're actually uh, we're looking at some options to start licensing in Australia and the U.K. as well. And um, actually, funny enough, uh, we have a develop uh, yeah one of our developers and and our lead uh, designer for UI is uh, in the U.K. and uh, we're very excited about putting together some master license deals and opportunities where um, we can uh, you know, get more expansion and start, start building our brands in the UK.
0: Well, that's great. Well, I mean, it's, we love uh, getting these uh, things from the U.S. Um, I'm thinking of services like Rabbit, uh, which have an app, I believe. And uh, they, I've been following that for a couple of years and it's still not here in the U.K. So I'm glad that you're thinking about overseas and thinking about, um, you know, international expansion. So how best can people reach out and connect with you? Um, what's the best way?
1: Uh, Google Plus, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, Twitter handle is Cessler. S-E-S-S-L-E-R, Google Plus is, you know, pretty easy and Facebook's pretty easy. But, uh, yeah, any of those are are good and, um, you know, happy to connect with people. And uh, it's really, honestly, a joy to live in the era that we live where we can, you know, have relationships with people all over the world and, and it just is amazing to me. You know, sometimes I don't talk to the people all that often, but, you know, I mean, I have friends in China that, you know, I always know around four or five in the afternoon, uh, it's time to, I might start hearing from some of my friends that are in Thailand or uh, Cambodia or China or, you know, over in that part of the world because they're just getting up and, and uh, uh, starting their day. And, and same, you know, sort of the opposite a little bit, you know, with the UK in terms of time and in different contacts that I have in Europe and South Africa. And, you know, uh, it's just amazing that uh, we can be so well connected. Just last night, I got a uh, couple of emails from from some friends who are on a, a two year two year tour on their boat, and they're staying down in. Uh, oh boy, they're just in Peru, I believe, off the coast, and there and there was just a huge earthquake down there, and they were concerned about tsunamis and you know these different things. And so thinking about and being able to pray for people around the world, to build relationships is it's just awesome. This is a really cool time that we live in, and. And uh, we ought to be super thankful every single day. And I know that everyone is facing challenges and, and stress and struggles and different things. But when you really step back and look at the scope of our lives and all the things that we get to do and, and the things that we get to see and the era that we get to live in uh, and, and all of that packaged together, I don't, I don't know how your life could not be just filled with joy every single day.
0: Well, that's a wonderful message to leave us on because uh, it just reminds us that we should be grateful every day. I know that my life has changed a little bit with an app that uh, forces me to uh, show what I'm grateful for every day, three things. And uh, it just reminds me every day to to be grateful about the things that we do. And uh, in terms of like worldwide uh, you know, connections. Uh, we've had uh, previous guests uh, from all over the world and one, one in particular I'm thinking of, uh, he was in the Amazon jungle when we decided to to uh, build a joint venture uh, app together. And uh, it was quite interesting that, yeah, he, he sent me some stuff from uh, the jungle. Um, the connection was pretty poor, but uh, it, it's so connected now. We are really um, you know borderless and uh, connected through the internet so it's just wonderful thanks for reminding us of that
1: yeah for sure and
0: thank you for coming on the app thank you for coming on the app Guy podcast which I really appreciate it I know that we had some technical difficulty uh, at the start so I appreciate your perseverance and uh, perhaps we can have another opportunity to talk in the future because I've got so many other questions about NASCAR and uh, you know that part of your life and also um, when are we going to get NASCAR in the UK because uh,
1: <laughs> yeah for it's, sure uh, well I can I can give you some opinions about the the, where I think the trajectory of NASCAR is going. you probably you may not like it, but uh, uh, definitely share that with you at any time. And if you, if you get uh, positive feedback from comments and you feel like uh, your listeners are enjoy this type of conversation, I'd be happy to jump on the phone again and, and we can dive into some other things for sure.
0: Well, I know they're, they're going to love it because you're giving away uh, some potential work. So.
1: <laughs> one of the another thing too, I want to just give a plug for uh, an app called Duolingo. Uh, I'm using it to help me learn Spanish and it's it's a great app. I'm, I'm just blown away by it and really impressed. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we all have our sort of our favorite apps and, you know, different things that we're using. But I uh, uh, thought I'd just give a plug for for that one
0: that's that's great that's that a really good one and uh, yeah certainly would, um, um, I've got that on my phone somewhere. I'm going to reopen it and start forcing myself to use it because um, I, I know that it's a really good app yeah. um, there's another one I don't think it's an app but there's a, there's a, a kickstarter project called Chinesey Chinesey and um, <clears throat> she has uh, helped me uh, with uh, I can actually now write uh, 20 uh, words in Chinese uh, the, uh, the symbols and and uh, it's incredible. She teaches you like a little kid, um, It makes it very easy to understand and, and uses association. Wow. And uh, that's, that's one that I love. So I go into my local Chinese takeaway and I start writing all these symbols and they're really impressed. Wow, that's really cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is really neat. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. It's, that's really neat. The, the other, I guess the final thing I'll say in terms of recommendations is uh, I've also been really sold on um, high quality modern chiropractic care uh, this last couple of years. And, you know, I was diagnosed with terminal cancer fifteen years ago and I didn't do conventional medical treatment. I, I just changed my diet and I started eating, you know, basically like the Garden of Eden, you know, eating lots of raw, fresh, organic produce and just taking care of myself. And I lost seventy pounds and and got healthy, you know, over this last fifteen years and have taught thousands of people and wrote three books and and, you know, really adventured down that path. But I didn't start with any spine work or really focus on the chiropractic care until this last couple of years and I think it's just so important for us to do these uh, physical resets where we're, there's an exercise where you just put your hands out in front of you and then you spread them all the way to the side and stretch them back as far as you can, and you can and you can feel your shoulders sort of resetting and pushing back and then you try to leave your shoulders there because that's a really healthy open position for your lungs to get lots of air and then, you know, it's amazing when your spine isn't in the right spot and it isn't straight how much that affects all kinds of things, allergies and, and uh, you know, how you feel and aches and pains and all sorts of different things and you get your spine all lined up. And I, I bring that up. This kind of seems like an odd thing to bring up for this, but it's not because the more we're on our computers and these mobile devices, the more closed we get and the more our eyes are down and our heads down and our shoulders are forward and we're kind of curled up and it's just it's not a healthy position and so I would just encourage everyone to put their arms together in front of them their hands together and then slowly move each hand around to the back side of their shoulders and stretch them back and feel your shoulders kick back and it's just take some deep breaths and um, go see a chiropractor regularly because I believe highly in that so
0: well, thank you, and congratulations to you. Uh, you're giving inspiration not only to the fact that you've, um, you know, you've lived 15 years with cancer, and uh, you've you've obviously, um, you know, achieved a huge amount uh, d- during that time. And uh, there's obviously hope for anyone out there who's perhaps got the same, um, you know, condition. And it just reminds us that we shouldn't take our health for granted, should we? And uh, that we, um, you know, need to do these things. So uh, maybe there's an app idea there in terms of forcing us yeah. to. Uh, uh, to, to actually uh, conduct all these exercises and uh, for, and uh, yeah. Yeah, get get um, healthy. Yeah,
1: that would be, yeah, that would be kind of interesting. Uh, an app to remind us to do certain stretches and exercises, maybe every hour or something throughout the day. Very interesting. Yeah, I
0: know there's one uh, that I guess recommended called Carrot that abuses you, and uh, if you don't do it, uh, will. Um, oh, yeah. Nice. So <laughs> I'll have to check that out. <laughs> yeah, I've just heard about that one, and uh, yeah, it just, uh, it's just it's a phone that's if you don't do what it asks you to do, it gets really nasty, and uh, yeah, it gives you a bit of a kick. <laughs> Gerard, it's been That'd fantastic. We've taken uh, a, lot, a lot of your time, so I appreciate you coming on to the App Guide podcast and um, anything we can do. Uh, certainly, me, if there's anything I can do for you at any time, please let me know. And uh, just leave me yeah, to say.
1: Sounds good. I appreciate it very much, Paul. Yeah, thanks
0: very much for joining us. Uh, fantastic well, Bye for now. This is the App Guide podcast. I'm your host, Paul Kemp. And I wanted to invite you to a live webinar that's taking place on Wednesday. It starts at 4 p.m. UK time. And it's a webinar about how to network. I'm really going to reveal uh, something I've been working on for some time now with regards to a done-for-you uh, networking service through podcasting. It's really interesting. I don't think if there's anything like it elsewhere in the world. And uh, so I just wanted to uh, invite you to that. It's a webinar. So that's uh, Wednesday, 4 p.m. UK, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central Time, 8 a.m specific time, just go to theappguy.co forward slash webinar, that's all lowercase, uh, where you can register for the event and watch it live on my website.